was out in the real world yesterday doing my thing, but uh, got great feedback from you guys about a great show. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, it was awesome. We ended up uh, not getting to all of the content as we tend to do, but it was a great conversation. Jake always does a good job writing co-pilot with me. Um, yeah, I think, you know, watching him grow into who he is. And let me say this straight up. LinkedIn is messing up again. Move over to YouTube. YouTube is real. So so um, for but- those of you that are LinkedIn users, go over to YouTube, search the Noodleberg Daily Huddle in the search box. That will send you to the page. Hit subscribe. You will be there. Hit a like button to give us some more engagement. And uh, there'll be no way that you can miss the Noodleberg Daily Huddle every day. Yeah, there will be a time, and it might even be Monday, when we just migrate the YouTube to the Noodleberg page. You know, so it's really... StreamYard is looking into it, though. Yeah, StreamYard is looking into it, which... Yeah, you know, Christmas is coming, so, you know, right? I mean, there are people on LinkedIn, so obviously the desktop works and it's not a problem. It's the mobile that has the issue, so go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. So um, I was out yesterday working with Andrew Koenig and the whole board. We had a big board meeting for Junior Achievement, and uh, it's fun. It's exciting. It's good stuff. Um, You know, these in-person board meetings went away. And so right. it's nice to see people. It's kind of nice to put on a pair of jeans and a blazer. Man. Sure. It was cool. You guys were talking about Uno, I assume. So we, um, it's really great the way they've set it up now is that the executive board of which I'm on gets to present to the regular board what we're working on. And so there's all these different initiatives and it was full on engagement. Lori is, uh, the peacock, man, she is just in all of her glory because of what she's building, man. It's just fantastic, the growth there. Um, our event, November 14th, will be outstanding. We're, uh, we're honoring Michael Udine, the mayor, which will be, uh, be incredible. And um, we will have uh, special guests, Zach Thomas and uh, Channing Crowder. Speaking of Michael Udine, he uh, on Twitter this morning retweeted a tweet for those of you that are in South Florida and don't know, there's actually a tropical depression in the Caribbean that is like in line to make landfall with us on Tuesday of this coming week. So just be watching and be paying attention because it said it could be category two if it were to hit us on a Tuesday. So haven't gotten a storm all year, but be aware of it because I had heard nothing yeah. about this until I saw that tweet. The West, this morning. The West Coast huddlers, so Chris Overstreet and our people over in Tampa and stuff. It'll be your neck of the woods mid midweek next week, potentially. So uh, for those of you who are hungry for breakfast, LinkedIn is toast. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Casey. Hey, Shay, let's wake this thing up. It's Friday. We're going to have some fun, some funny stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about the crazy world of sales and some of the observations of things that are going on. So we're going to send you into the weekend with some good shit. Let's go.
huddle shout out. I had coffee with Kim Updike yesterday, um, which is really, really cool. She's been a client of the firm for a year. I had never had coffee with her, didn't get to know her story. And, you know, this is why, you know, we talk about virtual coffee with everybody. We uncovered amazing opportunity. She's a fire plug, really fun time. Um, and we got good things happening with her. So shout out to her. Great job. And one more shout out to Chris White, who was at Nobleman's Barbershop yesterday. And I got a text inbound with him and Avery holding my book after they got a haircut. So very cool stuff. And I appreciate the uh, shout out, Chris. Very nice. Very nice. So um, it's Friday. It's funny. Some of this stuff is just going to be like really like this is really happening so in the netherlands they are taking trash from mcdonald's and making <laughs> jewelry you know what repurpose it i love it it's unbelievable i mean i don't know i don't know what you're doing with these things i don't know where you're gonna put them or what you're gonna do with them but good for them for putting it to a good cause eddie dykes is that right now in netherlands searching the line <laughs> out the jewels he thinks the uh, Mc, McWaffle is really going to make the... Uh, I would love to see the McDonald's line inside of the Weston Jewelers stores. <laughs> it's absolutely in in incredible. Um, the collection includes French fry container earrings, Big, Macs bo Big Mac box rings, and soda cup necklaces. So uh, ultimate creativity. Um, we have a contact in Netherlands who actually scours the uh, ocean for plastic and repurposes the plastic into furniture. So it's going on in the Netherlands. And you know why? Speaking of McDonald's, I was scrolling my timeline the other day and I saw this video of a guy in New York who was in a McDonald's and whipped out a hatchet and started smashing tables and windows with a hatchet in a McDonald's. And I was just like, as if I didn't have enough reasons not to go to McDonald's, there's another one for you. So, like, <laughs> they got to combat that. So they're, therefore, they're coming out with a jewelry well, line. It's actually really, really fun to laugh. So here's a doozy. Um, I, you know, when I was traveling on the road all the time and speaking, which, by the way, October, you and I both are all over Everywhere. the place uh, speaking. We'll be in lots of different cities. But one of the rules in my book I talked about, it's smiling. And somebody raised their hand and goes, what if you have RBF? And I'm like, standing on stage, like, all right, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, Shay, show me RBF. Because it was in the news this week that two behavioral scientists at a research institute in the Netherlands have conducted a study proving the existence of the phenomenon that we know as resting bitch face. <laughs> You know, right? if you don't know what resting bitch face is, it's when your face, for no reason whatsoever, looks like you just got a parking ticket. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of... <laughs> is that good? But the researchers have discovered that resting bitch face can be traced to two different things. It's either, A, something in a person's face is relaying greater than usual amounts of contempt, or B, that person is a bitch. 
But that's right, resting bitch face is real, and men do it too. The difference is when women do it, we say it's resting bitch face, and when men do it, it's just every movie poster. <laughs> Look, resting bitch face. Resting bitch face. Look at that. Look at Bond there. What a bitch. <laughs> Isn't he? Look at that. Double O bitch. Uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. Double O bitch. So, had you ever heard of this phenomenon? Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think my generation is the one who created this term, actually. And I, what I love is when Shay's taking pictures of us while we're working together. And I can see the resting bitch face that I have. I'm like, wow, I look like I'm not actually enjoying what I'm doing, but I swear I'm having a great time. I mean, so for me, it talks to a whole category, which you never really get to in sales, but it's body language. You right. know, when someone's sitting across from you and they're like this, dude, you know, it, the game is over, man. You got to find a way to let them open up and yeah, lean in instead of leaning out. And so, you know, all of this body language kind of stuff, I guess, resting bitch face, I think it's easy to smile. I, I think, you know, all of the studies, look at this. <laughs> Kanye, man. Kanye, yeah. it's great, man. It's, uh... It says a lot about what, what you're feeling. Or even if, so that to me, my takeaway is that, like, if you have it, but you don't recognize that you have it, you got to have some awareness to understand what you're portraying to everybody else. Because like I said, Shay takes pictures of us and I'm like, damn, I look like I'm really pissed off there. But I, I know I'm not, you know? Like, you know what? Posture means so much when someone has their shoulders back. And I think it, it shows confidence, you know, when people are just, you know, they look like they're already beat or meek, you know, that kind of attitude. So it's be interesting because, you know, when you – we're a football coach. You, you know, we talk about film all the time. You're watching how someone's acting on the field, how they're setting up. You know, Jake was talking to me last night about um, people have been posting about Mike McDaniel and what a offensive genius he is. Ex players are saying, "Listen, this dude is light years ahead." But it was he said they could find stuff like in people who were in track how they left the line. Uh, ba yeah, basketball. I mean, he, he, oh, he basketball, was, right. there was a receiver who That's had played I mean. with him in, in Cleveland, and he was talking about watching how Allen Iverson did a crossover and the way he used his entire body, which is what sold that movement. Was, Something else that he talked about in that video, which was really fantastic, was the way that he simplified everything. And he goes – Look, everybody wants to talk to you about all these different releases to do. It comes down to three releases. And if you do these three releases really well, you'll be able to beat whatever anybody else is doing to you. And I always looked at the game that way. I continue to look at the game that way. I look at this game that way. Everything I do, I try to boil it down to the most simplistic, you know, formula or the most simplistic, you know, behaviors to say, what are we really trying to do and how do we practice that? over and over and over and the other thing that he said the last thing about that which i love is he goes the only way to innovate inside of football is to do the opposite of what everybody else is doing right now so he's not like coming up with these brilliant brilliantly new ideas he's just saying here's what everybody thinks you're supposed to be doing if we try to do the opposite of that which you know obviously george Costanza would agree with that but if we try to do the opposite of that and still become successful, then you're going to have an advantage over everybody else. 
It's a great I mean, stuff. Excited just, to see what they do this weekend. I just got hired by uh, a division in Madison Square Garden to work with a team uh, based in New York and then potentially throughout the country. And I told them it's not rocket science. You know, uh, other people that were pitching had all of these, you know, long manuals and, you know, weeks and weeks of, you know, fluff, bullshit, selling yourself into it. I said, man, it's blocking and tackling. We can get on the field. We could practice it. We could be better than anybody else. And we can create the right behaviors. And the guy was like ready to jump through the screen. He was like, how fast can you be here? (laughs) So that's great. I love it. It doesn't always have to be – Fancy schmancy. We got some great motivational music today. We'll close out the week with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Maybe. take you through the weekend what what's gonna I mean, gotta love earth wind and fire gotta thank love you September for allowing us to have a reason to do that chris you're awesome man it was uh, great catching up with you yesterday but you're right man everything you do now if you think everything in life is the dance man pick the right partner so um shay the the quote i was going to go to let's save that i want to go right into uh, linkedin did a state of sales they, they said they came up and they said, here's what's happening, whether you like it or not. Here's some things to pay attention to. Uh, Mark, I don't know if you got a chance to um, go through them, but what I would like to do is read the quote and you comment. Sure. Let's do it. Great. Number one, despite all the change today, sales fundamentals haven't changed. That's right. What are the fundamentals? It is developing trust and building relationship, right? I had this conversation with uh, Tom Nolan yesterday. Shout out to Tom, who was an introduction from Howie. Great conversation about some opportunities to speak to their hospitality group in January. But everything that we talked about. What? Oh, I'm frozen, but I'm still going. You guys can see me and hear me. Yeah, good. Oh, good. Excellent. <laughs> news i definitely thought i was out but so the fundamentals which i talked about this i learned this from watching grandpa i learned this from watching you i carried this through the different aspects of my career whether it be in football or where i'm at today it's always been about building relationships and so 
everything that I look at, anything that's trying to teach me or tell me that it's not about building trust up front, that it's not about creating some kind of connection up front, then I know it's bullshit. I know it's transaction based. I know it's not, you know, it's not, it's not sustainable, right? You may have some quick success with dialing 3000 times through a robot that'll get you some transactions, but that's not going to sustain your business. And that's not going to sustain an individual over a career. So what are the things that sustain you for success in sales? It's building relationship and it's building trust. So if that's the goal, then how do we do that with the tools that are around us? Well, it's never been easier to do it. Love it, love it, love it. Number two, virtual selling world is, isn't going away anytime soon. So you better learn to embrace it. Amen. I mean, the, the tool, well, so the buying behavior or the way that people want to interact, whether you, however you look at it, human behavior is going to continue to evolve. Like I had this conversation with Gabby. We were talking about the future uh, for jewels and school and other things that were going on. And in our minds, we were like, well, we know it's not going to be the same it is now. We know that there's going to be something else that we're going to be talking about or thinking about doing, which generations prior really didn't think that way. Like your, like grandpa, grandpa wasn't thinking about you guys going, they're going to have to deal with a different world than I dealt with. They all were thinking relatively, mm, it's going to be somewhat the same. It, they're going to deal with similar things. I'm going to be able to prepare them for what they're going to, but we've seen such rapid change in our generation that you have to be willing to embrace that and then understand what are the tools that we need in order to be successful. So it's interesting. Currently 61% of buyers work remotely and 76% would like to work remotely. So the, the buying experience is different. It's just crazy different. So I had a great virtual coffee yesterday with Eric from Jonathan Aaron's firm and as we like, and Jake and I talked about it yesterday, moving to a four day work week, as we continue to push forward in the changing of what the work environment looks like, video in itself is going to be a tool that's required in order to do the things that you used to want to do. Like if you used to have a library in your office that you wanted to rent out books to for people within your company in order to drive home culture, you're not gonna be able to do that anymore. So you're either gonna have to find a way to deliver those books to people or shoot yourself a video, send it out to your team and communicate that way. So as we continue to progress with change, the tools have to be adopted. Otherwise you will lose. Um, so it's great. I spent yesterday uh, in deep conversation with our friend Warren Struhl about corporate gifting for the licorice business. And he asked me to write a strategy I did and he goes, it feels very intensive, re like, like intensive research. And I go, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So number four was smart selling is about really knowing your buyer. Um, this is crazy. More than four out of five sellers, 82% who exceed quota by 50% or more said they did research all the time. All the time. All the time. And the research then informs all of the behavior. Like I, I tried to drive that home on our GOTV call this week when we were talking about the cadence of how to get to a virtual coffee and all of the behaviors that lead into it. I don't care where you're going to start trying to have your conversation. 
if you walk in with an empty scouting report and you don't have any information done prior, you're already behind the eight ball. You're already losing. Got, got to love that. And, and I'll close today with, um, I love this. This is so spot on. It says, don't underestimate the value of non-selling activities. And so everybody thinks if you're a salesman, you're selling all the time. Mark, you talk about football players. Football players only spend 60 minutes in a game. They yeah. spend the rest of the time. So for salespeople, it's research, training, and collaboration. We talk about the 60-30-10 rule, how to spend your time. Only 60% of your time is spent selling. The rest is you know, research, training, and development, and it could even be more. So that to me is the biggest disconnect from sports to business is in sports, you're practicing and training and preparing all the time, all the time. You are performing a very, very small percentage of the time. The rest of your career is spent in preparation and training. So as you look at yourself as a professional, whatever your professional trade is, how often are you researching and studying and how often are you practicing and training the skills that you need to be doing? Training is not something that happens in your first two weeks as you get on board and then never get done, gets done again. Training mm -hmm. is something that should be happening day in and day out. You don't go to the gym for a week and then go, okay, I don't have to work out for the rest of my life. Training has to happen every day if you want you to, re to reach the goals. So I'm going to close this wonderful session of good sales stuff. If you pay attention, trends are to research, educate, do all that kind of stuff. I won't say who did this quote, but um, a friend of ours that we like to refer to said, when the, client, when the prospect says no, it really means yes. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. I love that you're still subscribing to that newsletter, by the way, because it blows your mind every time you get something. It's so unbelievable. It's like, seriously? Like, excuse me, in the world that we live in, that's called, you know, an harassment. It, it's called harassment. Rape, you know, right? No means no. Sorry. Right. You know, thank you for playing. No, go away. Right. See ya. Fine, you know, but to keep on drilling and write a whole article about it unbelievable what a way to end the week so much good stuff uh, monday lori cellarillo will be back here um her call the live call comes up tuesday october 4th it's free to everybody so uh jump in join her um nobody has to pay yet we want to build that audience great more. opportunity to get insight into what Lori's going to be training. So it's just another networking opportunity, a great opportunity to learn, meet people and uh, have a great time with the, the on the ball crew. Shay, we'll talk about that later. That one, I, I don't want to mix up the two. We're going to yep. drive people there. We're doing great. We're having fun. Have a great weekend. My grandson's at Go Fins. My grandson, baby. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. I'll give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had